Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. We were just having a conversation about art and architecture and serial killers. Yeah, all the things that we talk. Actually, those are like the only things I ever talk about. Pretty much just add food to the list. And then I'm, that's, those are all my interests. Yeah, add food, add wine, and add um, Twilight. Twilight. See, that's something that I... I do want to get into it. I've never seen a Twilight movie. I've never read a Twilight book. I really know nothing about it. Um, I wonder how you would feel about it. I just don't know if you're... So I don't know if you would fully understand what it says to me. I think that you might be too traumatized, like too triggered by it, honestly. <laughs> I mean... It's I, deeply... I... To me, it triggered, it's like the same thing that makes The Bachelor so funny is mm. like what makes Twilight funny because it's like so deeply rooted in like this it, very oppressive version of a heterosexual relationship being like the ideal um, goal for everybody's life, which I find kind of horrifying. And I also find it funny when it's like taken really seriously. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you share that. That's not something that we've really shared. I well, I I have so little interest in the heterosexual relationship as a concept in general, except when it's like skewering it. Like I love I love Douglas Sirk movies. I love soap operas where you know the heterosexual relationship blows up in in a million different ways. But like as a piece of art that is trying to indoctrinate young indoctrinate young people into um into uh admitting that like the monogamous heterosexual relationship is is what you should be going for that's why i think i have an issue with like judd apatow movies even 
um because i feel like he is he's very conservative in that way like his uh his big project is is like the nuclear family and like these men wait really it is yeah like that these all these men if they would just grow up and find a good woman and have like a stable life they that's oh, how they would find happiness where Catherine Heigl has a baby that one the new one with Pete Davidson um, that one I, I didn't see it it's there's things that are good about it like Marissa Tomei is always wonderful like it's I think he's really good at creating just sort of like a naturalism and like these sort of wobbly winding conversations are to some extent entertaining but like his his politics of the family rubs me the wrong way I guess I just have never thought about it maybe I'm just so indoctrinated that I just don't even see it but I can't when I think of Jed Apatow I I just think of freaks and geeks because I'm 5,000 years old Mm. And I think about the Catherine Heigl movie, which is also really old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that knocked up. And then, I mean, 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, Funny People with Adam Sandler. That one is probably my favorite of his. Um, oh, I like that movie. Because there's like a tragic element to it. Uh, yeah, I I did. I, I do agree that knocked up, I found like to be sort of, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say, se- I mean, okay, so I don't think that, people like to say like get really offended if you say something is like sexist because people are so hysterical about that stuff right now I don't mean sexist like cancel Judd Apatow or like this is like a huge problem I just mean in the sense that like there are there's like an insidious sort of like misogyny that can sort of be written into movies and things and you're probably talking about like an insidious sort of homophobia that you're perceiving from that stuff too um like that is just kind of um, frustrating for people to watch that doesn't necessarily make it bad. It's just like, sort of like you're saying, like alienating. I definitely felt that way about the movie with the Knocked Up where this woman gets pregnant and it's like this man's journey to like, it has this guy having to grow up but in this like super extreme way. And like that the idea that she would just like, first of all have this baby but then like if she has the baby like you know be tied to him like tethered to him in this way even though he hasn't proven himself to be worthy of it or like even interested in it in any way but she still like kind of loses everything for this man when she becomes pregnant by him I found it kind of disgusting yeah he I mean he has like a very his characters have to make an extreme choice whether to like keep going on their path of of you know stonerdom or uh slackerdom and be deeply unhappy or find a good woman uh raise a family and be fulfilled and there's no room for like synthesizing those two or like being authentic to yourself while holding a relationship or like i don't know it's 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 like a deeply conservative worldview um and I'm sure, which is true to him, he's like, you know, a family man and has had a long-term relationship and, and, and children. And I'm sure he's very happy, but, uh, so I don't, I don't want to think, I don't think it's cynical. I think he really believes that, but yeah, for me, it's like, is, is this what I want to see? I don't know. Well, yeah. Like there's a myth that like women, it's like a woman's job to like turn a mm-hmm. boy into a man or whatever, to like make him a complete human being, which it's not. And his female characters, I mean, it became like a cliche of like, 
of you know the man child and the the sort of scolding woman who though is not is not as fun to hang out with as your like male friends she's the she's the one like she's the key to salvation for you and his fem- I I don't I don't think he's ever had a female character that well I guess he had the I never watched the Amy Schumer one I guess that was that was him trying to to map his those type of characters onto a woman so what is the Amy Schumer one it's called Trainwreck and it's oh right she is the she's the female sort of avatar of of okay but then this is exactly it because back to twilight stephanie meyer found out that people were calling her book sexist which i like i said it is in this like insidious way it's more just like crazy i don't know how to describe it it's just so wild but like she found out people were saying it was sexist so she rewrote the entire thing with gender reverse (laughs) which is so crazy this is after the fact she rewrote everything to be gender reverse well not the whole series because there's like four books in the series but she wrote rewrote the first one okay gender reverse that's so what, like what it, the it, main characters names are just changed that's, really that's sort of what interests me about twilight is because they're i think she she comes from like a mormon background it seems like there's a there's a level of like extremism or like camp in her in her uh portrayals of of heterosexual relationships yeah but it's not intentional but yes like that's what i'm that's what i'm getting from it i don't know that ever but you but it's the kind of thing where it's like it's she's not putting it in there like you have to go and get it yourself like you you have to see it sure but i think i i think i could read it that way like i think i would i know you could i know you could i'm not sure that you would want to spend the amount of time that i have spent no Well, I would never read the books, but I would, I'd be curious to like watch the first movie and see what I thought of it. And then, and then maybe go from there. Similarly to the 50 shades of gray movies, which are, I guess, loosely based on twilight. I've never seen any of those either. Yeah. So there, I did a whole uh, podcast season, a series about this on my other podcast, but um, when we talked about erotica, Mm, yes. um, But because it's like the most, I guess, accessible, like mainstream piece of erotica that I can think of, like, it's very um it's like sold in like regular yeah it's like the defining piece of mainstream erotica for this generation um so uh 50 shades of gray is is based on twilight fan fiction that was written on the internet um by an english movie producer uh tv producer where she reimagined the characters um not being vampires being humans not being teenagers being like in their 20s and um instead of being a vampire the guy is just like a sadist <laughs> and he just like whips her all the time. Uh, which is which really gets to the root of what twilight is about that's the other thing that's so crazy or I'm, I'm sorry i keep saying crazy it's just so unusual about it that it's it is extremely erotic and it there is this there is this like aspect to his character where he constantly wants to murder and eat and kill and like disembowel this girl. Much which like I Army used Hammer. To was, well, yeah, but I used to think that was like a metaphor for sex, like the Mormon view of like mm. what sex was, like you'll be ruined. Mm-hmm. But now I just think it might just be straight up like BDSM. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I know very little about mormon theology but i have been to salt lake city and i've taken the tour of the mormon temple and um 
I mean, I guess I all too. Christian imagery, especially like Catholic imagery is very erotic too, but there, there is a, I guess there's like a, a blandness and an emptiness to Mormon imagery that to me signifies even some more eroticism because it reminds me of a lot of the imagery in gay porn, people, blonde guys with blank stares, uh, more, I would say Mormonism definitely, I mean, Catholicism is up there too, but Mormonism is definitely like the gayest religion. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, they're Jesus. They have that, when you go there, you like walk up that ramp. It's like the Guggenheim in New yeah. York. Like you walk around and then you look up and there's like a neon Jesus. Like it looks like a neon Frank, a, a Lisa Frank binder, right? Like, because he's in space. He's got stars and all this shit around him. Yeah, yeah. You know I what do, I'm talking about? Like a fresco. I, yeah, I think I think I remember that. I, I, I mean, I remember like the uh, the big sort of dioramas of all the all that's the, in the basement. The, yeah, um, yeah. And and just the, it's like a McMansion grandeur. It's it's because it's so modern and everything is so everything's so big and everything's so new and everything's so clean. Um, it's just extreme. It's extremely American. It's, it's extremely like capitalist. It's like, it's, and, and it's like this, yeah, this emptiness that I just always equate with, um, with gay porn. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's the basement. I mean, I don't know a lot about gay porn, but the basement, it reminded me just of like, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it was sort of like when you go to the Natural History Museum and see like a diorama of early man, it's like these huge life-size like scenes with like mannequins or something in them. And, and it's like Jesus coming to Utah or whatever, like yeah. whatever they, you know, and you just walk around and learn about it. Also, when I went there, um, someone said something anti-Semitic to me. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, she was like, this girl... Cause they also have these like young, hot Mormons walking around, like trying to see if you're interested. And so they were like, are you Mormon? And we were like, no. And she was like, oh, well, are you Christian? And I was like, oh no, we're Jewish, but we just wanted to come and see. And she goes, oh, so you just came to gawk at us, which um, I was like, it's a museum yeah. sort of. And I was like, and then I just had this whole thing where I was like, no, I'm just like love religious art. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say? Cause you don't, I mean, these people, you know, like I, I ne never would want to offend someone who believes any religion unless it's like directly hurting someone. But so I, yes, it, to some extent when I went, I was, I guess you could be uncharitable and say that I was there to gawk, but I am there to gawk the same way that I would gawk at the cathedral of Notre Dame or like any, any sort of, religious well it's not as good i mean you know that it's not as good as the cathedral of notre dame no, i mean no. you, would, you wouldn't you wouldn't experience it with the same like reverence that you would something like that which like i've also been i've been to both and like i know we all know which <laughs> is <laughs> like um i don't think that their religion is necessarily like more raw i don't know but they're also like what the fuck i'm sorry like their religion was so racist like i don't know whatever yeah like, it's racist i mean every religion is like sort of inherently racist and misogynistic yeah. and homophobic i think mormonism because it is a newer religion it has seemed to be a little more extremist um until yeah. 
relatively recently. I mean, I think still Mormon doctrine is 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 racist and and homophobic and misogynistic. But I think now, at least in this generation, there seems to be like a little bit of a growing movement of of uh, re- like reformist tendencies amongst some Mormons. But who yeah, knows? Yeah, I mean, it's no one's goal let's just be charitable and assume it's no one's goal in any religion to be like a hateful person. I feel like people, and I feel like religions can reform themselves. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know enough about religions to talk about this at all. Yeah. Well, I think it's not to be like, (laughs) the the farther religions go on, the more splinters there will be. And the more, uh, the less fanaticism there will be because people will, will consider it uh, as much of a, uh, a cultural and a historical phenomenon as like a some something based out of faith like think of i mean judaism uh so many jews are sec- secular and i think in catholicism is getting sort of that way too where a lot of people are are culturally catholic but not super religious so i think eventually you know there will be sort of a secular um or a cultural mormonism without yeah. all the all the religious stuff yeah. Uh, so let, we should pivot to <laughs> exploding vagina candles. I don't know. What else should we talk about? Oh, right. I forgot. You know, I forgot all about oh, that. Well, it happened like right after we recorded last week. So I feel like this is sort of old news at this point. Yeah. Um, but it was really the biggest, just sort of fun, crazy goop news that we've had in a long time. Like, I feel like this is the biggest sort of, mainstream ha hardy har crazy goop news since like the yoni egg i don't believe it no i don't well i don't really believe it either it's just fun uh so some woman in england purchased a this candle smells like my vagina she didn't I'm not even sure. purchase I guess it she won it in a trivia contest apparently oh yeah and the way they said it in england was just she won it in a quiz which i guess is how they call a trivia like i don't know so she won it and she brought it home and it exploded and set her apartment on fire. Right? Yes. Yeah. Supposedly. Like the, 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 art, the original article comes from the sun, which is, you know, one of the British tabloids. I would say it's like the, the less reactionary daily mail. It's like not as political, but it's still sort of on that level. Um, yeah. And supposedly this woman is 50 years old uh, from North London and I guess after this happened, she just called the son to like tell them her story. So that seems a little suspicious anyway. She sent them pictures of this burnt up candle, but- It's wild that you can just call the son and be like, I've got a story for you. My candle exploded. And they're like, running. They, they have, yeah, they have pages to fill every day. And because goop is just such a sticky topic for the tabloids um this is you know perfect news cycle um so yeah so then goop responded uh a goop spokeswoman i assume this is probably um noura raj brown because i think she does a lot of the the pr for them she told the sun we're in touch with the woman to see if she followed the specific fire safety instructions included with the candle, such as trimming the wick and not burning it for more than two hours. 
At Goop, we vet the projects we sell and make customer safety a priority. So we've alerted the manufacturer to the woman's issue and have also reached out to her to send her some Goop products to help pass the days in quarantine. Wow, maybe I'll say my candle exploded. Yeah, this woman made out pretty well, I would say. I would say. Um, And I'm not suggesting any of our listeners lie or, you know, misstate the truth, but it does seem pretty easy to like get some swag from goop. If you, uh, if you make up a story. Um, God, I didn't know that they sent her stuff. Well, why why would they send us stuff? We've been trying to get them to send us stuff for years at this point. Cause we're not, we're not mean enough and we never go to the press. We're, we are the press. I know we should. I mean, we should really put up more of a stink and maybe get some stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and of course, after this, Jen Gunter weighs in. God. And she, oh it, God. it's like she's just grasping at straws. She's like, oh, not only do their vagina candles explode, do you know that Goof, Goop also traffics in pseudoscience? And then she just like tweets, does like a tweet storm about like whatever, like the AIDS denialist and all the all the worst stuff about Goop <laughs> she has in her Rolodex. The AIDS denialist didn't. Look, she hasn't done anything with Goop in no. coffee <laughs> enemas. Jen loves to talk about coffee enemas, even though that was like very much uh, a peripheral thing that Goop barely even yeah. talked about. She is reaching yeah. for stuff to bitch about. Um, I can't even. I was yeah. There's nothing really this this week. I think has been a little bit more quiet. Jen has been you know caught up in the inauguration pageantry oh yeah uh wearing her oh, god her pussy hat. <laughs> Does she, is she wearing jewel tones now that's what i'm imagining uh, is she gonna start wearing like purple and teal probably um, she got her second and- um vaccine right i haven't heard much from uh doctor adjacent so i don't know what's going on with them let me take a look. I, I'm looking right now because, as, as I said, that is the only person that I follow. On oh, he's um, he's just tweeting about Trump too. Ugh. Someone, the New York Times posted a complete list of all the insulting things that Trump tweeted from 2015 to 2021, oh. and he retweeted that. Um, I'm not going to read this, but he's retweeting something about Jack Dorsey. He's talking about oh my god here's a personal detail he was visiting his parents in augusta georgia Hmm. so he has parents and a backstory okay a southern boy interesting very interesting so that's why maybe he he wasn't tweeting so much with jen this week because he was why is he traveling during the pandemic anyway i'm not sure i think that this might have been okay this is i i think this might be some sort of twitter thing i don't know i think it might be a joke Mm. Um, hmm. someone oh somebody that he doesn't like I assume put in their bio went fishing once with Nick Saban who I don't know who that is and then he's been retweeting that with like his own celebrity interactions not sure if that's what that's about Ugh, I don't know I, I don't know either so he went to dinner in Augusta Georgia and bumped into someone named jack 
Nick Loss. The golfer, Jack Nicholas. But N-I-C-K-L-A-U-S. Yeah. Yeah, him. So I don't know. Okay. These are his jokes. I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, this is real time. Yeah. You know, I'm going through the Twitter. I'm picking it up. I'm looking. Uh, yeah. I can never really tell what a joke with him is because he is so in, you know, in the, in the Borowitz vein of humor. I mean, yeah. His entire existence is kind of a joke. Like I don't, it, it seems like a parody account. So I don't know. Mm. Um, other than that, not much is going on with Gwyneth. She was spotted watching a sunset with Brad. That's the only thing I could find. Um, yeah, it's been sort of a quiet, I mean, you know, everybody's focused on the inauguration. No one is focused on what really matters, what Gwyneth Paltrow is doing. Yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't there on a normal year. I mean, Chrissy Teigen was there. You'd think that Gwyneth would have. Yeah, why there. wasn't Gwyneth there? I guess because Brad wasn't performing a piano ditty like Chrissy Teigen. I know husband. she should have stayed with Chris Martin. Then oh right, God. Playing yellow, marigold yellow. That is dual tones. I I watched the inauguration. I didn't watch like the party afterwards. I did hear Lady Gaga. I heard J Lo. Um, Oh, I, the poet, of course, everyone's new best friend. Yeah. Nowhere to go put down for her. Yeah, I read your newsletter. Yeah, I'm not optimistic um, about her future. I know, I know, I am. I think no, I'm sure she's, I, she's seems, you know, she's obviously really talented. It's, uh, but I, I guess I want my poets. I just like a poet who like, you know, rides the rails, like is like a pickpocket, like a, yeah, you want like or Laura, Rambo. <laughs> like when Laura Dern was the poet laureate in the West Wing, and she was just I don't like, that. All over the she was just like, I'm a poet, Toby. It's how I came in the world, and like she has like really you know long hair. She's Laura Dern. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I just want a little. I want a little very, struggle. Like, I want a little like uh, hippiness. I don't know. Some uh, she's this 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 girl is like straight from college to inaugural poet well, she's like, the youth poet laureate is that even a thing has this been a thing before you, it is now i guess i never got to apply when i was youth i don't think they had it then i think it's a new thing good, good i guess her. they were just like there are no good poets let's just i mean my angelou died and so it's like well, there was a there was a poet laureate before. Yeah, but like I feel like everyone younger than Maya Angelou, who's going to be a poet, became like a singer songwriter instead, and so they became like an Instagram influencer. Yeah, and now this girl is Instagram, and that other like what's her name like Rupi, whatever. There's another like poet that's really famous on sure. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there the I googled it just before any of this, before Joe, whatever. I googled who the poet laureate was. I can't remember who it was, but it was like a real poet. It wasn't because I was like, oh, our poet laureate. It's probably like Toby Keith or something. Like, who would it even be in the Trump administration? But I guess it wasn't appointed by Trump. It was, um, it was a woman who was a poet. That's all I know. I'm so sorry. No, but it I, was like, I, I, I just poked around a little bit just to see. And I, I, I can confirm we had a real poet laureate before. Okay. But now <laughs> she's pushed to the side to make way for youth and beauty. Someone younger. Yeah. It's the story of life, honey. Shall we move on? 
Yeah. Newsletters. Yeah. Another uh, dearth of material this week from the old newsletters. Unfortunately, it was another slow week. A light load. Yeah. Uh, what was your best? Let me see. I don't know. Oh, my best were the tips and tools for my cooking fatigue. Sure. Which was like, fine. I actually <laughs> already own a good deal of things on this list. Yeah, I feel like I own most of them, honestly. Um, I mean, one thing I don't and never will are the reusable sandwich bags. That's no. just not something that's going to happen with me. They look hard to use and gross. And no one's going anywhere to need a sandwich bag anyway now. I don't need sandwich bags. I'm not going to buy their $140 mason jars that they're still trying that to That was me. crazy cuz it's like I was like what else is there? There must be some there must be some trick to this. And no, it's literally just six mason jars that are $140. Yeah, cuz don't you remember this was a huge thing. We talked about this a lot, but it was like years ago. Some woman has a brand i think it must be this a brand where she sells you these mason jars and like a burlap sack or something and it costs like hundreds of dollars and it's just for you to like buy in bulk i vaguely remember uh and the, it's a true scam these ones they're already labeled with stuff so like if you don't have the exact ingredients that they you know are labeled with you're out of luck like well 140 bucks they better do the work and put the actual label on it for you i guess but like they're just, it's like random shit. It's like whole, whole wheat flour, shredded coconut, almond flour, um, gluten-free flour, chocolate chips, and coconut flour. So two coconut things, two gluten-free. It's like, this is, I mean, these are not, I, I guess I have whole wheat flour. Other than that, I don't like keep coconut and chocolate chips always in the pantry. I do have... I think I have almond flour and I did have chocolate chips, but then I made chocolate chip cookies. So they're gone. Sure. Um, let's see. Vegan food wraps. Anyway, those aren't the important things. The green pan set mm -hmm. in black. Now that looks great. I, I have them in pink. I do like these black green pans. They're very pretty. And instant. Yeah. Pretty. Right. And they're nice. Uh, hand blend a hand blender which i have i have the exact lemon juicer on here oh. yeah i definitely have cheaper versions of all these things uh i have a mandolin the um the only the only one that i'm like oh i don't have and it would be pretty cool is there's now a, a a food processor attachment for your vitamix that would be good and i have i have Ooh, a it's two hundred dollars so expensive like yeah i have a food processor which i rarely use because it's such a pain in the ass to like put together mm -hmm. and then use for two seconds and then clean up and i wonder if i would use a food processor more if i could just attach it to my vitamix but 200 dollars is a lot to spend on something like that yeah um could it yeah this is too much i actually you know what i want this utility knife the petty utility knife i need a good little knife like that what what makes this different than a normal knife? Is it small? Is it a, it's not a chef's knife? It's like a smaller knife. It's a utility, utility knife. knife. I don't know what that means. You wanted to get a knife. You were just saying. I, I I have a knife. I just need to I need to sharpen it. It's like so dull. Yes, I need to sharpen my knives, but I also want a smaller. Like this one, I think is smaller, smaller than yeah. the ones that I have. 
which I kind of like. Sometimes. I use, I, I use like my serrated knives more than anything else. Like a little, like a, one of those little serrated knives to cut, um, to cut up fruit. I use that mm-hmm. all the time. And then like my big serrated knife to cut bread. Yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, know. no, this was a good, a good article. I, I, mean, al- it's I almost made it my best and I couldn't, I couldn't quite do it. Cause it just, it wasn't really speaking to me. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm not, I started off by talking about how much it sucked. I'm just like, I don't know. What was your best? My best. I couldn't find one. So my best was just the exploding vagina candle. It was, wow. it was a delightful piece of news. It, uh, it brightened up my day. Um, after seeing the pictures and seeing the woman holding the candle, like scowling at her British tablet, it was, it, it just tickled me the whole, the whole story. I don't think it's true or if it is true, it's like highly exaggerated. Uh, I almost think that like it, this might be some sort of like goop psyop just to get in the news. They are sort of known to do that sometimes. Um, and then just the reaction from Gunter and all of these people, it's just like so expected, but it was just like a return to normalcy. Like, you know, Biden is inaugurated, goop does something stupid, nature is healing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the same things keep happening again and again, except for, I guess, Biden was never inaugurated before, except for as vice president twice. Um, okay. So now our worst. Yeah. Let's do our worst. What was yours? Well, I have a real worst that I think you probably know what it is, but I'm just going to say that my fake worst or like my, my other worst is the winter detox and three stabs. Oh Yeah. This I I found it frustrating because this was supposed to be three steps. And instead, each one of the steps is selling me at least two products. I'm like, I feel like they need to just at least only sell me one product per step. It's sort of like a choose your own adventure, but heat mat, weighted blanket. Scented candle, not the vagina one. This one is called Church, which I didn't even know that was. What they changed that. It was originally the winter candle, but they realized that they could sell more of it if they didn't make it seasonal. So they just changed the name to Church. Smart. They're they're not dummies over there. And then a thing of tea, which is fine. Whatever immunity tea. Okay, that's one step. Yeah, I, they they shouldn't they shouldn't have split these into steps because it's basic. It's just a bunch of garbage to sell you <laughs> give your body a break so that's like put on sweatpants but and do take a bath, a bath but which i can't do at the same no. time so it's like by definition two, two steps. steps yeah at the very least and make a non-alcoholic hot toddy this is the same step same step and then which why not which is like also the same as the first one where i'm also supposed to make an immunity tea this should be nine nine steps three things at least nine, nine ten steps because yeah because then it's like it's crazy but like it would be it would be sort of fun to think of yourself doing this 10 step routine every night of like i do the infrared mat then i do the weighted blanket then i do a candle then i do tea then i jump in the bath again then i put on sweatpants then i make another tea like that would be crazy but at least it would be like funny to read yeah and also whose nighttime routine is like getting under a weighted blanket, then getting out from under the weighted blanket and taking a bath. And then after the bath, you take a shower. Well, I guess, I, I guess I do take a shower. After the bath. And then I love that the last mm-hmm. step is just make a big pot of beans. 
<laughs> a big pot of lentils. After you do everything, curl up and. I thought that was. I guess that what, which is like that's crazy. Yeah. The 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 initial problem is this just shouldn't have been steps because it's if you think of it doing these things consecutively, you, you would go insane. So they should have just said, you know, ten tips and tricks for yes doing a detox and how i guess they're detox i guess it's like tea blanket i guess anything's a detox if you think it's about wellness it. it's a gentle winter detox yeah, yeah. um but i think both of us had another worst oh for sure my this is my my this is what i technically called my craziest but it's my worst it's the worst thing i've ever read and it's a piece of shit and i hate it it is a q and a with our good friend, Will Cole, IFMCPDNMDC. Thank you so much for getting his name right. Dr. Will Cole. Dr. Cole. Um, he is, well, let's see. So, if you, Will Cole, well, go ahead. I was going to say, if you've been say. listening to this podcast for a while, you know our stance on Will Cole, you know his stance on us. We... Um, we don't, we don't like speak. We, yeah. We don't speak. And he is <laughs> the, I mean, there's a lot of like dumb, crazy fake doctors on Goop. Obviously like that's their whole business model, but there's something about this guy that especially galls me because he jumps on trends so transparently, like literally yes. anything, anything you read in the paper or like read on Goop or like, or, you know, look on Instagram and see crazy people are doing. Will Cole will write a book about it in a year well, or two. Well, his thing is that he is paying super close attention to like every food trend and trying to find a way to like combine them to make a new thing or like a new book because there are only so many different diets you can try. Like there's only so much stuff that they can tell you to do. And also, the diet he recommends doesn't really change that much. It's always pretty much like avocados, coconut uh, oil, yeah. and like kale. High, f- high I mean, fat, like, low carb. It's, uh, it's a thing. Not uh, mostly, you know, vegan and vegetarian. He calls it ketotarian. Right. And this was a book that he had before because, again, in, you know, his way, his special way, he discovered that, you know, people were keto and people were vegan and never the twain shall meet because it's really hard to be vegan and be keto mm-hmm. at the same time. So um, yeah, he takes two so, contradictory, seemingly contradictory topics or types of diets and combines them. And that's what he did with his last book. And that's what he's trying to do with this new book, which combines the two trends of intermittent fasting and intuitive eating and he mm-hmm. calls his new book intuitive fasting and okay so this was particularly offensive to me i must say because so intuitive eating i'm not 100 percent sure i even really know what that is but i think the idea is like that you aren't dieting or whatever you're just like eating what you need to eat when you need to eat it which is like how everybody should strive to be yeah i feel like it has too slick of a name which makes it sort of suspicious because it's like wait are you gonna try to tell me how to 
eat or something. It, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, se- it seems like a diet trend when in reality, it just means like eat when you're hungry and eat things that your body is, is like craving at the time. Right. But obviously so, easier said than done for most people. So yeah, easier said than done for most people. But then I do feel like the goal should be to eat to that should be everyone's goal. And if something is standing in your way, then like, I think that your, I, your, your idea should be to change what is standing in your way of doing that, not to like, um, completely try another diet that, you know, is going to fuck you up more like that. If, if dieting hasn't worked before, if restrictive eating hasn't worked before, then like stop doing restrictive eating and try to figure out a different a different way to solve your problem. That's what I think people should yeah, do. It, it, and intuitive it, eating. Oh, sorry, I was just to say intuitive eating is like basically the opposite of dieting. So, it, but because people still need to make money off of these books, they need to reframe the original concept of intuitive eating into something that is regimented and scheduled, which is literally the opposite of what intuitive eating should be. Oh, totally. Like, so his idea is like, you can do intuitive eating, but only if you fast also, and then only eat these foods that I say. (laughs) So like not intuitive eating at all. It's the least intuitive thing you could imagine. Yeah. And it's like, I, I just feel like it's like stopping people from being, it's like people are almost happy. Like, oh, I'm going to try to do this thing where I just do what my body says. And he's like, well, if you're eating because you're stressed or tired or whatever, that's not intuitive eating. And like, I would agree with that. I don't think anybody would disagree with that, but that's not to say that, but that's not what it is. Like, that's not the idea behind intuitive eating. Like intuitive eating is about like actually eating what you want to eat when you want to eat it and like getting away from like the mental aspects that complicate your relationship with food and like to stop having a toxic relationship with food and start having a happy relationship with food which is what everybody wants and if you're really doing intuitive eating there will be a component of it's not really called intermittent fasting but sometimes you will eat earlier. You will eat later. You will maybe skip a meal. If you ate a big meal before, like it's fine to do that sometimes. Like that is, it's literally telling you to listen to your body. So he's just like over, like, cause I honestly, I mean, aside from the ketotarian shit, which I don't do at all, like this idea of, of some sense of intermittent fasting. And then a lot of intuitive eating is how I strive to eat. Like in general, And so there are probably things about this book that I would, I don't know if I would agree with, but I, I definitely feel like I try to do a version of this without the crazy high fat, low carb shit. Um, But again, it's like, he's overcomplicating it and, and making it so like pseudoscientific with his stuff about leptins and, you know, blood sugar and all this stuff. Um, such bullshit and like it's just to me it's like so cruel to see something that's like working for people or like see people like start to get healthy and then like try to like 
pervert that idea and like make them sick again, mm-hmm. which is what I think this is actually doing. Cause it's like, um, this man's entire career is like profiting off other people's disordered eating. Like that's what it is. And like inventing new and highly restrictive diets that are basically impossible to adhere and to. And justifying his own um, disordered eating, I think. I mean, I don't, I, I don't mean, want to diagnose whatever. anyone, but like this, this diet that he does is so exclusionary. Um, I mean, I don't, everyone has different body types, but he, just looking at him, he seems malnourished. Yeah, he does seem malnourished. That's why like he reminds, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he does drugs, but like he looks, he has like meth mouth. I'm sorry. And I don't know if that's just like, he know. looks malnourished. He looks, he doesn't look healthy to me. I just like, whatever. Like, I mean, maybe he does, maybe he's, maybe he really does believe in this stuff, but Goop needs to stop giving him a flat. And he, for some reason, has like endeared himself to like all of these people who work in wellness and stuff. Yeah. I don't, he seems to me like one of those people, like, you know, people in comedy where you're like, I don't get it, but the, they're just like really nice or something. So they work all the time. Mm-hmm. I think he's like that for intuitive eating or for whatever the hell he is, nutritional bullshit artist. Yeah, he's just, I mean, I think he's really nice to the people in power. And Gwyneth obviously yeah. really likes him. She wrote the foreword to this book. She keeps platforming him. Uh, when I think Goop in general has tr- sort of tried to like go get a little bit away from these crazy diets and talk more about sort of body positivity and, 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 and pivot a little more to sort of the intuitive style of eating and will cole is this like holdover from a different era when we were still all like dieting and like stressing i mean nothing was worse for will cole than the pandemic because immediately everyone just like didn't give a shit and just wanted to like survive and we're like you know baking bread and like and just like taking it easy and like drinking and doing all this stuff which i mean maybe long term for you isn't great but like it sort of it did lay bare how stupid all this stuff is in in a world where we have so many other scary scary issues that we have to deal with well, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like at the beginning of the pandemic, there were all these pictures of like the pasta shelf just being completely ransacked and like all of the fresh vegetables just being yeah. like totally like left behind. Like nobody was eating like this at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, but and um, and maybe after the I, vaccines come out, like and people get back to normal, there will be a sort of another big uh health like national health kick. I could see that happening. I mean, it does sort of seem like people forget and like go back to their old ways of doing things like very like shockingly quickly and like but I don't know I do kind of feel like everything like I don't know but watching this inauguration and everything and the vaccines being rolled out I I don't feel like the same as before like I think that I'm like different now no I I do too I think most people do like there are going to be certain things that will go back to quote unquote normal but I do think this has just exacerbated a lot of like the inequality and and I mean and you know there's just going to be a lot of grief to process because 400,000 people have died it's a number that I don't think anyone can really wrap their heads around especially if you're if if 
if you're, you know, working at a hospital and you're seeing it every day, that's one thing. And you're going to have a lot of trauma to process. But I think for people who it's, they're not seeing it on an everyday basis. It's like, it's, um, it's a number and, uh, I don't know, you, there, there might be like a different, a different way of processing it. And it's gonna maybe take a while to really come to grips with what has gone on. Yeah. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that has to do with but, <laughs> but I'm just gonna say like, I don't think, I think things like intermittent fasting, any sort of weird diet, people are gonna look at you and be like, Jesus Christ, get a grip. Like talk about something real. I hope so. I mean, I hope, I hope. I just, yeah, I feel like people like don't have time for this shit anymore and are like, I don't think people want, I just don't think people have the energy to do this. I think people are just like, I don't, I feel like so much, so many of us are just like, how do I just not like go insane or, or just like, die? yeah, there's such a, like, a, a low bar of like, just getting through the day. And again, like if you have, you know, chronic illness or something that you, there are people in this world that probably have to have a diet like this, or they will become really unhealthy. And like, that's totally valid. And if, if this, type of diet makes you feel great, then more power to you. But uh, I think for the majority of people without, without like a lot of acute digestive issues, uh, maybe there will be like a step taken back and, and, and people will sort of try to realize a little bit more of big picture what's important in this world. But then, but then Goop has no, you know, business model. So they need to keep perpetuating this stuff. But they don't like, they could easily, if this wasn't in here, no one would notice. Like they could have, like everything else was like fine. Yeah. That's why this really stuck out like a sore thumb. Like we haven't really, I don't know, heard much from Will Cole. I feel like Will Cole and Seamus Mullins podcast, like they don't really do that anymore. Food bros or whatever. (laughs) What was it called? Goop dudes, Goop. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. But it's like I'm looking Yeah. Well, um, there is a little Seamus thing in this newsletter that I'll talk about later, which I enjoyed. Oh, there yeah, is? it was a I didn't it was hard to catch, but I his he had a little a little byline. Oh, I think I'm blocked. I think he blocked me on Instagram, actually. Will did? I yeah, think Will, so I, Yeah, I have to uh go on. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he didn't yeah. block me on no, I think I had to log out to look at his Instagram. I think no, I'm blocked. I had yeah. to go on my sneaky one that I go to look at other people. But I'm only blocked by him. No, even yeah, yeah even Jen Gunter hasn't blocked us. She doesn't know who we are. Hopefully, hopefully. none of these people should know no. who we are. Like, do you don't know how much work this man had to put in to like being a total narcissist for him to figure out who we are? Because like we're not that big of a podcast and we don't tag people. Absolutely so like, not. I don't know how he figured out that he was even on our podcast. Yeah. I think, I think I wrote his name in one of the episode descriptions and I think he probably Googles himself. So you must have, I'll never do that. Again. But I mean, that's a hard, yeah. see, Oh my God. See, no, you guys, seriously, this thing is really fucked up. I'm looking at it right now. I just clicked on a random thing and it's just, a, it just says, if you're craving candy, carbs, and caffeine, that's not your intuition talking. Like this man is trying to get inside of people's heads and stop them from being healthy by like stopping the idea. Like there are, I just want to tell people who are listening, like there are programs 
doctors, there are like peer reviewed methods to help if you have issues with your relationship with food and you can see a therapist, you can do a book like mind over mood. You can do a lot of things that will actually help you like to like heal your mental health and like stop having a bad relationship with food. That's like not that doesn't involve you going on a restrictive diet. Like restrictive dieting is just a continuation of this problem. And he's seeing people find this way out and he's trying to block it with this type of fucking bullshit. And it's just, it's so disgusting. Like this is just totally morally reprehensible. I am disgusted. Yep. Yeah. Cause as a I mean, so many people have done so much work to have a better relationship with food and, and a relationship with food that's not based on fear. Uh, and it's more based on like acceptance and whatever. And he's, um, he's, he's a, he's it a fear scares the hell out of him. Like nothing scares him more than the thought that you might not go on a diet ever again. Like that's the worst thing that could happen to him. That's like pouring a bucket of water on the wicked, which it yeah. was to him. Yeah. Nothing. So that Ugh, you could, wanna, you could just ugh. eat a normal meal and like not think about it again and be like, Oh, I ate this meal. And then just like move on with your day like that. Yeah. And you know what? You could even eat something that's not healthy totally. and get on with your day. You know, you could even eat a cookie and like get on with your fucking life and like not be sitting around thinking for 20 minutes about your blood sugar or whatever. Like you can do that. Like you could have, you could be normal. Like you don't have to do this. It's infuriating and predatory. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think goop deplatform will call cancel. Yeah. Will call. Cancel local. <laughs> You're canceled local. Yeah, yeah. So this this was your your craziest as well. This was my craziest because no. it was it just crazy. so disgusting and like insidious and gross and evil and I just it made me sick. Uh, I I just had like a saddest, um, which I won't talk about for too long because it is the whole thing is just sad. But it was um, the article called the best digital programs for mental well-being. Oh, you know what? I meant to click on that and forgot. So I'm actually it, kind of happy. It, it's just a collection of, I mean, obviously, you know, people are still quarantining. Like we have so little human connection at this point, especially if you're living alone, there might be, you know, days that go by where you don't talk to anyone. And I'm sure everyone's mental health is just in the toilet. Like I, I think, I know I've read, you know, suicide rates have gone up, uh, addiction rates have gone up. And I, I imagine all that stuff is really underreported. I don't, I don't think we've even begun to, violence. yeah, we've begun to like really tackle what our sort of collective mental health problems are. But so this was, I guess, a good article talking about services for people who need some help with their mental health um, through apps the whole thing is just sort of depressing. Cause it's like, oh God, maybe these are helpful, but it's like, I just reading, reading about all these apps for, for therapy and for addiction and all this stuff was just a little depressing. Yeah. Uh, they had, I mean, regular, you know, on-demand therapy from apps called like real, there's a psychiatrist app called Koa. And also like this should all be included in health insurance or, you know, Medicare or whatever, 
like this should be provided by the state i think not it's it's included in mine is it uh, yeah i think i think i have some sort of kaiser mental health option kaiser gives you the calm app okay. and there's like another one that it gives you and it also has like a weight loss oh, that's program good. thing too. yeah but um which it should but uh wow marco polo is on here which i never thought i'd love to see the day what is <laughs> marco polo Marco Polo is my favorite. It's like you just record like video messages and like communicate with like your friends okay. and like you can just it's like it's like instead of texting, it's like um I don't know. It's like you're doing it's like cameos for oh, each other, okay. but they can be like as long as you oh, want. Yeah, uh, the- I have like a few friends that I like. That's like my main way I talk to oh, them. Interesting, and that one's free. Yeah. Um, there's breathwork technique ones. There's one called chorus. There's specific ones for, uh, people of color. There's one called black girls breathing. There's one called Ethel, which is like a, seems like a, we work type of thing for people of color. I don't really understand what Ethel's club. Ethel's club yeah. A private social and wellness club. Um, so take a look if you need some help or, you know, just DM us on Instagram. We'll talk to you unless you're Will Cole. We'll talk to you. And it's totally free. You're here. Yeah, it's free. But you could pay $5 oh, yeah. a month if you want to pay Tron, but you don't have to. Um, Shall we? Yeah, it is sad. I Let's Yeah, I just like, I, I, mean, I mean, we will get back there, but like, just being able to see people um, without having to worry about your just health is going to be nice. Oh, I know. I just want to like, but I don't even know what I would do, but I just want to like leave my house. I, I don't know. know. I'm, I mean, which I do leave my house, but I, just without the bullshit. I like, I definitely like can't wait to go see a movie in a theater with a big crowd. Uh, I feel like at this point I would go to like a all night rave or something. I would like do something insane. Yeah. I just want to go to a movie with like a group of people mm-hmm. i mean i can't believe i i mean i hadn't done that in a long time anyway but still yeah, we took it for granted i want to go to a movie i want to go to a dinner i haven't been to a restaurant this whole time even outside yeah. all right what would you try i would try the let me see oh so there was like a staycation in the snow that was obviously like a goop snow vacation that's like so stupid where it's like a bazillion dollars and everyone is going skiing and like i don't even think you can go ski i mean no there are uh my cousins live up at lake tahoe and like the uh the ski resorts are all open well that's cool i looked like i don't even know like i feel like they're like constantly on a state of like lockdown or open or locked not I looked into it, but I'm like not going anywhere, but I went to Mammoth last year for my birthday and I like kind of wanted to go again, but I don't really want to like hit the slopes right yeah. now. And there's like, yeah, it's like all the, so anyway, all the outside stuff is less appealing to me, even though that's the safe, I would just want to like be in the ski lodge, like drinking, which I think is probably not all that, that stuff is not open. Right. Exactly. It's like, who wants to go skiing? If like the bars aren't open, like the whole point is to go and like have a drink after, but, um, the um i just want to go i so i wouldn't 
I'm not going to try it right now, but I wish I could. And I'll try, I'll go on like a ski vacation in my mind and maybe next year. That sounds good. A ski vacation in your mind. Because going to the snow for me, I felt like I really like salt, like cracked the case where I was like, this is like a good thing for me to do on my birthday. Like go. Cause it's like in the middle of February. Yeah. It's a perfect, a per- your, your birthday is a perfect time, uh, to go away. Cause it's like the weekend before Valentine's day. So it's not like a million people are going to be away. Um, yeah. So I think you, yeah, you should make it a tradition after maybe starting next year. Yeah. Um, maybe I will. We'll see. Who knows? But I wish I could go to the snow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my try is actually from that same article, which is a new edition of According to Allie, who she lives in Utah, so she's just in the snow anyway. But uh, yeah, I do want to try this chickpea cacciatore that she talks about because she got an Instant Pot for Christmas, which... I mean, fashion, fashion people are notoriously the last people to take up like food trends, which I think is funny. Yeah. And food people are like the last people in the world to take up fashion trends. Uh, I think it's a good back and forth, but yeah. So she finally got an instant pot and anything that's like cacciatore, Parmesan, um, piccata, like those are just sort of like my antennas go up. I like all that stuff so much. And I feel like I use chickpeas and I, I'm sick of them. So I need something new to do. And this, this sounds great. You just take dry chickpeas, uh, add, you know, bay leaf, onion, garlic, carrots, blah, 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 tomato paste, little olives, some dry red wine, um, a Swiss bunch of Swiss chard. And then you just put it in the instant pot for, let's see. Mm, oh god one hour oh one hour on high or three hours on low so it takes a while but uh it sounds good well i guess fried chickpeas take a long time yeah i bet you could you could do it with canned chickpeas in probably like less than 10 minutes in in an instant pot yeah uh but yeah that still sounds like kind of a long time six hours on low oh is is that like a slow cooker if you're if it's low like a slow cooker there is a slow cooker method or the slow cooker function on instant pot but the low function is not a slow cooker it's like less pressure uh it's it's more like a rice cooker that's because that still sounds like a really long time for a for a pressure cooker that sounds like you could put it i mean doesn't yeah it? three out six hours oh wait where are you saying six hours cooker? i thought didn't you say one hour on high or six hours no, on three, low? it's one hour on high or three hours on low it's still a really long time oh uh, yeah, but yeah, if you, I mean, if you're cooking beans, like do it on high, like that's the whole point of a pressure cooker is to do them fast. So I don't really understand why you would do them on low. Yeah, why? Uh, but that was my try. Cacciatore it reminds me of, um, what's it called? The Ron Goldman restaurant in Brentwood. Oh, Cafe Luna? Uh, Mezzaluna. Mezzaluna. Yeah. Bring back Mezzaluna. I know. God, I've always wanted to go there, and I. They had one in New. Never they have. had one in New York for a long time that I think lasted even longer than. Was they, it the same? Yeah, it was the same owners. Uh, and it was it was in Soho. Um, the whole time I worked in Soho, it was there. It was like, 
it was like the sick, like if you couldn't get into Cipriani or like three other restaurants, Metzaluna was like the, the fifth or sixth restaurant I would call as a concierge to try to get a table. And I always could. What? You sound like Patrick Bateman. Oh yeah. That was, I mean, uh, oh, God, I was like a, it was like a Pat, Patrick Bateman by proxy for people. Yeah. Um, I would buy the lofty alarm clock. I like the idea. It's $165, which seems like a lot of money for an alarm clock, but I want something. So I want to start leaving my phone outside my bedroom when I go to sleep. Smart. And then that's what they're advocating. And then you buy this alarm clock because you can still get like stuff on it like it still has like meditations on it and mm. stuff like that so whatever you might use your phone for is on the alarm clock but you don't have your actual phone there so you're not gonna like tempted to like scroll can you listen to podcasts on it see that's what i don't know and if you can't then someone needs to invent one where you can get like the podcast app and the audible app on it but yeah. nothing else and like spotify yeah because like you know you can turn off your social media at a certain time on your phone, but it's so easy to turn it back on. It's not really a disincentive to use it. Like it's, it's those functions are basically useless. Oh yeah. Like that's, that's a huge part of the reason that I'm like on my phone all night long, because like, I will like listen to audiobooks or something to fall asleep. And then as I'm like, I, I don't know, like I get bored because audiobooks are kind of boring yeah. sometimes and then instead of just going to sleep i'm like um oh, better check twitter totally. and see if anything spicy happened and nothing did because it's like the middle of the night but i still i'm just like looking anyway and then you know you just find really weird people saying doing saying crazy things that's my night that's a problem yeah i turn on yeah. my podcast for like on a timer for 15 minutes and then i usually do another 15 minutes and then then by a half hour, I usually turn it off. But yeah, sometimes like when you have your phone on the floor and then in like a half, you're like half asleep, but you just sort of like instinctively reach for it and like turn on Twitter. It's like, it's a truly sick way to live. It's so sick. And it's like, I'm staring at Twitter. Sometimes it'll be like two in the morning. My eyes are like hurting and I'm like, I want to close my eyes, but I want to just see this one more thing like what did this fucking thing yeah. say <laughs> it's all it's all the worst people fighting with each other and you're like i don't yeah, even know these people up. why do i you know i know it's like jerry springer it totally is it's so stupid uh, uh i have to stop yeah i would buy this actually comes from the gentle winter detox in three steps which is actually 10 steps but i two of those little Herbal drinks sounded really good to me. The herbal tea blend, which is called Immunity One by House of Waris. And it has yarrow, honeysuckle, lemon balm, ginger, lemon, alma or amla, and the adaptogen cordyceps. Sounds really good. I have like a winter warmer herbal tea, which is sort of like apple-y cinnamon-y, which is nice, but I feel like mm -hmm. we're sort of past apple cinnamon season. I think we need, I need like another, like a, a late winter herbal tea. Like past apple. Yeah. It's fall. Right, yeah, that's more of a fall thing. And we're in the 
we're like in the thick of it. Like we need like weird, like we need like yeah, witchy, witchy like herbs. herbs, like like stuff that's like I saved this. Like this is like something that couldn't could never grow right totally. now. Like, something that's dry. Like sea moss. Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah. I think there really is. There should be like eight seasons rather than four seasons. Uh, okay. Okay. I just think it would be nice to switch it up a little bit. And like seasons, seasons last too long. Uh, the other thing. What would summers be? So what would? Well, okay. So an early early summer is all about um, strawberries, watermelon. It's very fruit forward, um, lush. Late summer is like, Zucchini. yeah, corn, tomatoes. Uh, Late summer is south of France. Early summer is like beach slut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because late late summer is like so hot that you don't even want to be like late summer. Actually, is like air conditioned movie theaters and taking cold showers. <laughs> Okay. Um, the other thing I would get from this list is Seamus Mullins' little recipe for a mold mocktail. And mm. I have been on the record as not wanting to try this kin euphorics fake liqueur, but yeah. this mocktail recipe sort of made me rethink my hard line stance it okay. has so two ounces of your kin euphorics dream light liqueur two ounces of apple cider a tablespoon of maple syrup a stick of cinnamon a couple pieces of star anise and a little candied ginger to garnish um it sounds like because the the kin euphorics apparently has um like melatonin and like sleep producing enzymes or whatever. So, and I, I do try to stop drinking alcohol at like seven at night. So I, that last liquid before I, what time do you start drinking alcohol? Uh, I usually, well, I'll make, I'll make a cocktail when I start making dinner. So like five thirty six. I usually only have one drink and I, um, occasionally I'll have two, but yeah. So I'd say between five thirty and seven, it's a free for all. Uh, but yeah, I, I drink like water before I go to bed, which is sometimes problematic. Cause I also just try to like, I try to pee like right before I go to bed. Uh, but I would, I don't know. I'd like to switch it up and I have all these mulling spices actually from goop that I got not even last year, but probably the year before. Mm. And I never use it. Cause I never make, I just never make like apple cider or like mold wine or any of that stuff no i wouldn't either but i could although i read the little book of higgy or whatever the hell oh. called them i said he should mold wine all the time yeah yeah yeah. those scandinavians really uh tear one on is that the expression they drink they drink a lot did you watch that movie with mads mickelson about it's all these like high school teachers who start drinking during the day called another round no wait what that's they just become dangerous yeah they're like sort of depressed like middle-aged high school teachers it's a group of four guys and they're like uh kierkegaard or someone said you know you should always have like a 0.05 blood alcohol level and so they just they just start 
drinking during the day. They're like micro yeah, micro exactly. alcohol. But then it, it, it becomes an issue for some of them. It spirals out of control. Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, but. Wait, that sounds pretty good. good. Did I tell you that my New Year's resolution is to not watch any new movies? <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I'm. I already. I think I've already. I may have seen one. I don't know, I, but I don't want to see any new movies. I just want to see old movies. I don't. I don't want to deal with it. I see. I get it. I'm. I'm in the this this part of the year because all the like everyone's like top ten list and like all the awards stuff is coming out. So I feel like I'm watching a lot of new movies, and then in the spring, and the summer, I like watch a lot less new movies. I think. I'm just like. See, everyone's top 10 lists are coming out. And I'm just thinking like, oh man, I'm so glad I didn't see any of these. Really? And I don't want to watch this. Did you? About all of did them. You, you didn't even see Promising Young Woman? No. I think you'd like it. I mean, I don't know. Like I've seen Hard Candy and like I spit on your grave. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean... It looks good, but no, I got it. It's, I mean, yeah, it's nothing revolutionary, I guess. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, not that you don't make it. It's just, I mean, I'm glad they made it. I'm just, I'm honestly surprised that people like it so much because I thought everybody was like over that kind of thing. It well, it's it it has a little different spin on stuff. I think it's not as um, it's not it's not purely like a revenge movie it's a little, a little different yep. so i think people people were sort of surprised at some of the tone stuff hmm. anyway well i'll find out next year when it's an Exa- old movie. oh so that's that's your criteria it just has to be out for one calendar year no my criteria it's it's like intuitive eating but of watching movies so instead of like watching stuff because i'm like oh this is the new movie that everybody saw or like likes or wants me to see or whatever it's like if I'm ever like, you know what? I'm actually, I do really want to watch that movie. I'll watch it, but I'm not going to see things because they're out or because they're new or because whatever. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, intuitive watching. Thank you. I like it. I'm okay. a slave to the Hollywood industrial complex and we'll watch. You're a slave to Letterboxd. We'll oh, I am, <laughs> I, but I love it. Chain me up, baby. So you've seen everything. No, I mean, I haven't seen... The movies that aren't out yet because <laughs> i'm not like a professional okay. critic so i don't get like screeners well yeah that's not what i mean uh, <laughs> just not like everything that's yeah out. i guess if that's it's like out, on i have seen it or like have it on my list to see Whatever. yeah um uh, i watched the sound of metal oh yeah it's good right I yeah it. it's like uh but i saw it in 2020 oh so okay oh so it's just 2021 before well, it was New Year's resolution. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to do a quick plug. Uh, if you want to hear more of my movie opinions for new and old movies and other stuff, I started a new little newsletter. Um, some of you might look at the Goop Yourself newsletters that we do every month. Um, so I enjoy doing them. So I wanted to do one every week. We'll see if I stick to it, but that's the plan. Uh, and I'll put a little link on the episode description, but you can go to ruckerbry.substack.com and subscribe for free. I'm not going to make you pay for it at all for now. That's so cool, Brian. I subscribed and Thank I got the you. first one. Which is why I brought up the Sound of Metal thing because you- Oh yeah, I watched it. Uh, I talk a little bit about the inauguration. I talk a little bit about 
Cookie Mueller, who's one of my favorite John Waters superstars. Um, have a Priya Krishna recipe. It's a little bit of everything, food, movies, politics, you know, all the stuff I like to talk about. Life. Uh, and you can go on patreon.com slash goop yourself, subscribe to our goop yourself newsletter and our podcast. We are going to have a Trader Joe's haul episode soon. I'm so excited. Yeah. I saved my receipt. Um, I went a little crazy at Trader Joe's this week and bought the weirdest shit I could find. So we could have some fun stuff to talk about. Oh, good. I always buy weird shit, so we'll have something to talk about for sure. And uh, other than that, just go on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, review, tell your friends, you know what to do. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 